Welcome to the Policy in Plainer English podcast, where we take basic concepts in healthcare policy and define them in bite-sized chunks. I'm Helen Laban, and today we're talking about the all-payer model. Now, if you think that the all-payer model might be a model that involves all payers, you would be wrong. And probably you haven't been hanging around healthcare policy much because it's never that simple. But the healthcare gods can be kind and today, at least we aren't talking about an acronym. No, it does not lack an acronym. In fact, it shares an acronym with several other things. You can be talking APM as in all-payer model, or APM as in alternative payment model, or APM in terms of advanced alternative payment model. That's our expert for the episode. Lawrence Miller. In full disclosure... We're married, and we talk about very dorky things. The all-payer model. I thought we were talking about the all-squirrel model. Lawrence knows about all-payer models because he worked for Vermont negotiating with the federal government to help set up our all-payer model. Why the federal government is involved is something we'll get to. But first, there's an important starting concept that all of this rests on, which is the idea that how we pay for health care matters a lot for what the patients might experience. Here's a simple version of how that works. If you pay doctors for the procedures they perform, stuff like prescribing medicine, blood tests, x-rays, you're creating an incentive for them to do a lot of stuff. But that's not always a good thing. Most of us don't go to the doctor's office and say, please poke and prod and do as many procedures as possible. In fact, most of us don't want to go to the doctor's office at all. We'd rather be healthy and not need anything done. We'd rather have a payment system set up to reward keeping everyone healthy with as few procedures as possible. Patients and doctors would both be happier. In the all-payer model, the model we're talking about is a payment system that gets away from rewarding volume. The idea is, if I can change the way we pay for healthcare between me as a payer and you as a doctor, that that we'll break this link that we've had between volume and profitability for providers. And by volume, I mean how much stuff do we do to people? What we mean by a shift to value-based payment models is you as a provider are going to get paid for keeping people well and for doing the things that help them achieve their health objectives with the lowest level of intervention. Next up is what we mean by payers. You and I might pay a doctor's bill, so in that sense, we're payers. But what we're talking about here are the payers who are building the structure of how providers get paid, basically insurers, and there's a lot of them. You've got Blue Cross Blue Shield, MVP, Cigna, Aetna. You might have an arrangement with the VA. You might have other people walking into your practice who are covered by uh, network arrangements who are here from other parts of the country. But one of those payers matters more than the rest, and that's the federal government. And in particular, Medicaid, which helps lower-income Vermonters get health coverage, and Medicare, which helps older Vermonters. These two sources make up 41% of Vermont's insurance coverage. So if you want to change the system, you need the feds. And the feds have a reason to work with us, because if Vermont comes up with a better way to pay for health care, 
they'd A, like to know that, and B, like to help other states do the same thing. So they have their own system set up within the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, also called CMS. We're using federal money, and so the whole approval process with the feds includes whether or not it's at least budget neutral or will save money. It includes the guidelines for measuring quality. It includes the guidelines for measuring the outcomes of the model itself. And there's really only three in the country. Maryland had the first all-payer model. Uh, Vermont had the second. And there's an all-payer model that's active with rural hospitals in Pennsylvania. And that, my friends, brings us around to the original question. Can you broadly define the all-payer model, not specific to Vermont, just what is the term all-payer model? So the term all-payer model comes from CMMI, which is the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services Innovation Center, otherwise known as the Innovation Center. And within the Innovation Center, there's a state demonstration group. And within the state demonstration group, there is the state innovation model and transforming clinical practices initiative side or branch and there is the all-payer model branch so all-payer model refers generally to cms's idea that there can be payment models that involve many payers all is an overstatement. It's an experimental model as part of innovation, which begs two questions, the first of which being, how will we know if we have succeeded? So I want to clarify that the term of art is a demonstration model, not an experimental model. We're building on principles and examples that have already been through the experimental phase. This was not a risky proposition for Vermont because these were unknown ideas that are being tested on people. This is a demonstration of previously validated ideas in a particular combination. And I think that's an important distinction. Nobody should be messing around with people's lives, health, and well-being. There are public health objectives and cost objectives associated with the model. And if those objectives are met, then the model would be deemed to be a success and perhaps renewed for Vermont if there are really uh, very positive outcomes, then those ideas would be harvested to build into new programs by CMS for implementation nationally. Has CMS successfully spread a model of something that can be pointed to as an example that we would know about? Uh, I would say that just about all of the value-based payment models that CMS offers, uh, the quality models, um, the uh, managed care arrangements in Medicaid and Medicare, all of those originated in state demonstrations. So now we've got the basic components of an all-payer model. It's an agreement to build a demonstration project that changes the structure of how doctors and other healthcare providers get paid in an effort to focus on better ways to keep us all healthy. And because many different sources pay any one provider, 
you need some level of collaboration to change that structure. It may not be all the payers, but it's a big chunk of them. Being clever listeners, you will quickly realize the big problem here. The all-payer model at this level is just everyone agreeing to work together to make change. It's the philosophy behind payment changes. No provider has in fact been paid at any point in this narrative, and they do like to eventually get paid. This isn't exactly a cliffhanger. I can tell you right now that the entity bringing together the payment streams is an accountable care organization called OneCare. Yes, there will be a day when we define accountable care organization, or as the cool kids like to say, ACO, and this is a heavily regulated world, so the regulators watching OneCare's progress include the Green Mountain Care Board, Department of Financial Regulation, and Agency of Human Services. These will all be future topics on the Policy in Plainer English podcast. Thank you.